Hi, this is Brian Landau, and you're listening to The Drip, a podcast about how to caffeinate your campaigns. Today, I'm joined by Khalid El-Khatib. Khalid is SVP of Marketing and Communications at Stack Overflow. And in this episode, we talk about building out cross-functional alignment, marketing to developers, and how internal events not only build company culture, but can also improve product. Hi, Khalid. Hello. Khalid El-Khatib is the SVP of Marketing and Communications at Stack Overflow, a global community of developers and one of the 50 most popular websites in the world. Prior to Stack, he held marketing and communication leadership roles at GLG, Teach for America, and a WPP agency where he worked on clients like GE, TED, and Goldman Sachs. He's also a contributor to a number of websites and magazines such as Paper and Vice. Khalid, thanks again for joining me. Thanks for having me. So for those that aren't familiar, what is Stack Overflow? What are some of the ways that you guys make money? Sure. Yeah, I ask that question to anyone in the general population. It's sort of bifurcated. There are those who know us super well and those who have never heard of us, despite us being a top 50 website. And those who know us super well tend to be anyone who writes code. So Stack Overflow is a two-sided marketplace in that we have a massive global public platform, stackoverflow.com and a number of other Q&A sites under the umbrella of what we call the Stack Exchange, where people go to get their questions answered and to share knowledge, uh, largely around technical topics and coding challenges. Uh, And then the way that we make money is the sort of other side of the marketplace. We have uh, a couple of products. One is called Stack Overflow for Teams. And that, as the name suggests, uh, suggests, is is a private instance of Stack Overflow. So in the same way that someone might go to stackoverflow.com when the code they're writing is broken, or they're learning the code and having an issue with uh, something in their comp side class, Stack Overflow for Teams is for private companies uh, and the the, uh, developers and technologists within those private companies to triage an issue or learn about something that's unique to their company or the technologies that they work with. So that's one product, Stack Overflow for Teams. And then the other is what we call reach and relevance. Uh, And that leverages the power of our public platform uh, to reach anyone who who visits our websites. Uh, and that's oftentimes to, to advertise a, a technology to them, and then sometimes around employer branding. So for companies to sort of elevate the work that they're doing or their company's profile, especially right now, as people you know struggle to, to, to hire and attract uh, more technologists and developers. Most people listening to this podcast are familiar with direct-to-consumer or B2B marketing motions, but you're really doing almost like a B2B2C type of marketing cadence as part of your role. How is B2B2C marketing different? And are there any lessons that you've learned that might be applied to consumer marketing or B2B marketing practitioners? Sure. Yeah, I think, I think well, you know, we call it B2B2D because uh, developers are, you know, as I think, any marketer who has to market to developers knows are, are pretty different than your average consumer. Uh, they're pretty adverse to traditional advertising t- tactics. They're very privacy forward, and so they don't love retargeting, for example. Uh, and you know, there are other sort of nuances or unique things about marketing to developers. So we always say B to B to D. You know, that said, I, I think uh, you know, per per my bio, I spent a lot of time within the B two B two C or two sided marketplace marketing motion at Teach for America. We had uh, the core members that we served and and worked to attract. And then the constituents, whether they were students or parents or government officials. And at GLG, which is a a knowledge sharing platform, we had a bench of about 700,000 experts. And then the other side of the marketplace was our customers. And so I think, um, 
The interesting thing about working with a, a two-sided marketplace, and that's especially true at Stack Overflow, is twofold. One, it, you know, it, it can be exhausting and incredibly resource-intensive if you focus on both sides of the marketplace uh, all at the same time. So what's really, really paramount is that you find synergies wherever possible. So at Stack Overflow, for example, we get a lot of our customers or a lot of our leads and prospects from the public platform. So we have a freemium motion for Stack Overflow for Teams, and we don't spend an extraordinary amount of marketing budget promoting Stack Overflow for Teams freemium. Rather, we incorporate it into our public platform and the sort of everyday user's workflow uh, so that we're maximizing all of our value from all of our properties. The other side of this is, you know, I think a lot of companies are sort of figuring this out, is community is a really a competitive moat. It's, it's something that people talk about a lot. Uh, but something that we've really realized is the you know the public platform, which is 13 plus years strong, uh, really massive, 100 uh, million people visiting our sites a month. You know, not only serve as a, a lead generation mechanism for our paid products, but in oftentimes they're evangelists for our public products as well. And so, uh, you know, having brand advocates and really activating them on both the the public platform side and the paid side. Uh, not only saves us money, but allows us to have a really outsized platform. You know, I think when I talk to a developer who's familiar with Stack Overflow or when someone sees me wearing a t-shirt, a Stack Overflow t-shirt in the subway, and I tell them that I run marketing for the company, they think that it's this huge machine with, you know, a massive, a massive budget and a huge team. And we've been able to be pretty scrappy in the three years that I've worked there because we have the benefit of the public platform going for us. I never get selected for GLG engagements. <laughs> Maybe you're pricing yourself too high. I was was say, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm very expensive. <laughs> you mentioned some of the ways in which developers don't like being engaged with. What are some of the best practices for marketing to developers? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. And we could do a whole podcast just on that. I think the one thing that I've learned that, you know, and I, I think it's important to sort of say I've, I've worked with developers almost my entire career. When I was at the ad agency and we were building a lot of websites for clients, I worked really closely with developers at GLG. I worked very closely with a couple of developers as well. And so I didn't go into this blind, uh, this job blind, which was super helpful. And so I think that uh, any marketer, you know, I, I think any marketer who markets to developers who has worked with a developer knows this, but those who don't often make some very, you know, classic mistakes. One is, is putting all of the scrum marketing smoke and mirrors behind something that you're putting in front of developers. So a very straightforward example of that is whenever we A-B test an email campaign, a nurture campaign, a drip campaign, what have you, the, the more simple and text-based the campaign targeted to developers, the better it will perform. So an email can look fantastic to a marketer. The headline or the subject line can be you know, cute and pivy, an incredible pun. Well, developers do like puns, actually. But the sort of more stripped down it is, the more to the point, the, the clearer you are about why you're reaching out, the better it'll perform is what we found. And that's not just true with emails. And I know, you know a lot of people in the email marketing world are seeing that more and more as we're inundated with SDR outreach and newsletters. But even with banner ads, uh, the more stripped down a banner ad is, uh, the, the more text-based, text-forward, and even stripping out a proprietary font, for example, tends to get our ads to perform better. For those that aren't as familiar with Stack Overflow, there are some staggering user metrics. And so correct me if I'm wrong here, but 100 million monthly users, 
the blog is read by a million people a month, and your newsletter has 2.1 million subscribers. How do you think about cultivating community across these different touch points? Are your site visitors looking for the same thing as your newsletter subscribers, for example? Yeah, and this goes back to my earlier point, which is all about finding synergies across all of your properties, right? Like I think we very much view our public platform as the hub. And then one thing that we've invested in over the past couple of years is creating spokes that uh, that tell stories to people who who uh, are you know brand ambassadors or evangelists or however you want to think about them, people who are a little more activated and engaged. And then two, telling more niche stories as well. So, so by investing in this sort of journey from getting uh, off the public platform over to our blog or our podcast or our newsletter, uh, investing in the product to get them to easier access to sign up, uh, we have been able to not only share customer stories through those mechanisms, we've been able to promote our, our paid products like freemium, for example, and we've been able to monetize those, those channels so that we're working with brands to really sort of curate advertisements and uh, and stories through a very Stack Overflow editorial lens. I think most marketers are familiar with the importance of aligning marketing and sales, but you feel that the relationship between marketing and products and marketing and community is just as important. Are there some best practices that you've developed in building cross-functional alignment? Yeah, uh, it's a great question. And I think one that will be an increasingly hot topic, you know, in 2021 and beyond, as a number of SaaS and tech companies go through a sort of product-led motion. Uh, and so, you know, I think that the most straightforward one is for the, the head of product, the head of sales, and the head of marketing to be aligned. It's so intuitive, but it's one that I, I very rarely see happen. And so our CRO, CPO, CTO, and myself meet at least once a week to identify everything that we're working on, where there is some sort of overlap, triage any issues that we're seeing or hearing from the field, and ensure that we're uh, you know, armed with the appropriate talking points to cascade all of that information down to our teams. The other thing that's maybe a little less intuitive, but is equally important, is ensuring that you're adapting your communication style to reach all of the people in all of those teams. And so for my company, but I have found this to be true at other, com- uh, other companies I've worked at, product folks tend to be a little more asynchronous in how they communicate. They're totally comfortable communicating over Slack, sharing an email with a TLDR at the top, or a PowerPoint presentation and having everyone walk through it in their own time. Salespeople tend to be a little more live uh, in, in how they like to communicate. And so great as a best practice to sort of capture that knowledge over Slack or send an email. But the best thing in my experience is to join the sales all hands or to join a meeting with sales leadership and sort of communicate what you're trying to get across. So when you have in in marketing, I think it's sort of agnostic. You know, we're used to getting pings on Slack all the time, getting emails or having a meeting. And so I often drive a lot of the internal communication efforts that are cross-functional. And what I find is you have to over-communicate everything and you have to do it across all of those communication channels. Bullet everything out into Slack put it into a more in-depth email, share a deck or a recording of a deck walkthrough, and join the in-person meetings wherever applicable. At the end of the day, it's about knowing your audience, right? And then super serving that audience. Yep, that's right. All right, so I'll get you out on this question. What is Community-a-thon? And can you share some other examples of internal programs and communication efforts that align with your core business? Yeah, that's a a great, timely, super timely question because it's going on right now. 
And so, you know, at the at the beginning of our conversation, I talked about the sort of two-sided marketplace. We have this massive public platform where people primarily go to solve technical challenges, but we have a, a stack exchange site for movies and TV, for gardening and landscaping, for cooking, even one for chess. And uh, and what we want to ensure is that everyone who works at the company, you know, especially people who are in this sort of go-to-market world, sales, marketing, CS, for example, who are heads down working on ad ops or uh, selling teams or doing infosec reviews, really understand our public platform and why it's so powerful, so popular, and people are so passionate about it. And so we created this this program called Communityathon, uh, whereby everyone at the company is asked to sign up for a, a Stack Overflow or Stack Exchange account if they don't have one already. And they're in, incentivized or sort of gamified uh, in order to participate in the network. And so people who have never asked a question before or who have only asked a couple of questions are paired up with someone with more experience at the company. They have a, a Stack Overflow buddy or a community Communityathon buddy. Uh, and then there's a very active Slack where people are posting you know, popular questions they've asked, questions where they maybe got shot down and, and why that happened. And there's a leaderboard that people are, you know, increasingly competitive about where you win prizes, t-shirts, what have you for participating. And so the the goals are sort of twofold in, in my mind. One, you know, it, it gets people really fired up about what we do here at Stack Overflow. And they understand the Stack Overflow story uh, and our sort of origin story without having to hear, a, you know, a presentation from me or from a from an early employee, for example. You know, it's, it's more experiential than anything else. And then the other thing, uh, a real added benefit that we saw last year, the first time that, that we did this, is that uh, people have some really incredible product feedback. Uh, some very minor tweaks to the public platform happened because an employee had a very specific experience or, or discovered something or had an insight that no one had thought about before. And so it's a great means of giving feedback to the public platform team as well. Joined today by Khaled of Stack Overflow. Thank you so much for your time and all of your wisdom. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me.